Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's episode is all about Tracer. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Darrigan. Hi, how's it going? How's it going? Doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing uh, pretty good. Good, good. Why don't you uh, tell the audience a bit about yourself? I'm 16 out playing Overwatch in season two. Uh, before that, I came from CS:GO, and then basically just came to Overwatch. At first, played it for fun, and then later on, just got into it. And uh, Tracer, one of my favorite heroes, and I've been playing her at Grandmaster higher levels, you know, and uh, generally just uh, having fun with her. All right, awesome. Okay, so let's get into the character overview. Tracer is a DPS, uh, but mostly a flanker. So DPS flanker, you want to call her. Her she has her primary weapons are the pulse pistols, but she has a few abilities. One being blank, which that is one of the abilities that I think she's most you know uh, best known for. You know, if you watch the alive cinematic, she's blanking all over the place. And you also saw recall during that cinematic. So recall is a is an ability of Tracer where she is able to go back a certain amount of time and her health is restored and she's back in the place where she was before her ultimate is the pulse bomb which it's exactly what it sounds like it's a bomb she throws it it goes off and it works great with certain uh other ultimates that will hold people in the place this is just a high level overview of the character we're going to get deeper into each of her abilities and weapons and the ultimate but before we do that Darren, can you talk the goals of Tracer a little bit? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so like you said, Tracer is a DPS flanker. Um, while there's multiple roles, other roles they could pull, put her in, but those are generally it. And when you're flanking on, say, any hero, your general goal is to get picks, mainly disrupt blackline, right? For Tracer, uh, it's generally the same thing, but it sort of varies. When you're playing this sort of flanking Tracer, aiming for backline and killing supports, your goal is to... Uh, is to generally just kill off any high threat, high support. Things like this are get a pick on a Mercy, a Ana, um, or even some DPS if possible. Uh, those are just some of your main goals. You could also aim for just generally, if you can get picks in a fight, say just spam them out, do as much damage as you can, and just get their attention so that your main team can push from the front. That's how I like to look at Tracer and what I'm trying to generally accomplish when I'm playing Tracer as a flanker. Um, if I'm playing as a flanker, but not really looking for these backline picks, but mainly looking to uh, get damage on tanks from behind, which you can do depending on like that layout of the map, you can do that. And when you want to, when you play this type of tracer, your goal is to get as much damage as you can as as fast as you can. Get your pulse bomb that you can use the pulse bomb to get a pick, whether on the tank or on the backline. 
And the flying uh, tracer, these are generally your goals. There's other also other roles that tracer can play in, like I said before. Uh, one of these roles is you don't you sort of play this sort of hybrid between a flanker and a frontline DPS, in which you're doing this. Um, when you're doing this, you're again spamming tanks and just aiming to get your bomb off as fast as you can. So say they have a diva. Diva is a really big and juicy target for tracer that you can just spam her from behind when she's holding your major from the front. So let's say in that at that position you go for flank, and say um, if they have a hog. You also play at the front line, and rather uh, from the flank, and they just spam behind whatever shield you have, barrier you have, and you just get off as much damage, and like I said, get your bomb, and then bomb that target and get a pick. Straight free pick. It's like, uh, Tracer's bomb is a 400 damage. Reinhardt, one of the main tanks in this game, only has 500, so that's basically half of your clip, followed by your bomb, which is really easy, and you know, that's a pick right there. So that's basically your general goal as a two uh, rolls of Tracer. So, like I said, just to sum it up, uh, when you're flanking and you're going for backline, you either are playing around trying to get picks, if possible, depending on their comp, or you're playing around getting disrupting them, bothering them, harassing them, and generally trying to get attention of whatever uh, you can for, on the enemy team so that your team can push from the front or just generally hold from the front. And then just to summarize the hybrid version of Tracer where you're playing this backline flanker uh, frontline, the goal is to get your bomb as fast as possible, spamming that tank, that high, that big hitbox target and getting your bomb fast as possible because, you know, you can really spam them and getting a pick out of it and initi basically initiating the fight. Gotcha, okay. So let's take a look at the Tracer's tools to do all of that. <laughs> you know, she's uh, she has uh, lots of tools available to her to, you know, either flank or, like you said, initiate that fight and take out those big body targets. Let's start with her pulse pistols. What can you tell us about her pulse pistols? Pulse Pistols is a 40 round clip, she's 20, per, uh, 20 shots per second, it can one clip most backliners easily using only 32 bullets from what I know if you hit headshots or if you just hit body shots it's still a guaranteed one clip um, on backline and total I think it run, does around 250, 200 damage from body shots and 250 for headshot, body shot mix. Uh, there is also some fall off damage to it. Their reload time is one second on it. Right, so it's, it's a hit scan weapon, but it's not very accurate. Yes, in my opinion, even though there is some like uh, not very accurate thing, generally as Tracer, you're going to be very up close with the enemy. So regardless of the fall off range, uh, when you're up close, you should be fine to use it. Basically, her pulse pistols are what make her so strong because she's one of the only DPS in the game that can one clip a support with one clip. Uh, just like the name says, no get no, Genji can't do that. He needs his dash for that, and um, even then, it's very hard to hit it because you need three headshots of a shuriken to do it. Um, the only other f uh, flanker sort of high damage DPS uh, that I can think of that can do that is Doomfist, and even then, he also uses that as an initiating tool. And if he misses that, he's pretty much dead. Tracer isn't anything like that. She can constantly have this ability to one shot anyone within one second, and even then, if she doesn't, if she misses it. Um, she can always fix her errors very easily, and that's basically what makes her so strong. Gotcha. Okay, so obviously Pulse Pistol is a very strong tool for Tracer, but using them effectively is probably a different story. I mean, yeah. uh, you'll see tons of people running around as Tracer. She's a very popular character, and then not doing anything. But then if you run into a Tracer that knows what they're doing, she could be a massive problem. So how does somebody use the Pulse Pistols effectively? To use Tracer's pistols effectively, it's sort of strange. It's a, sort of a mix of two things. 
Um, it all comes down to how well you can track and where you're positioned according to who you're trying to track exactly. If you're really far from an enemy and you're spamming them from so far away, you're not dealing damage exactly. You know, you're not getting damage off and you're not very, you're not getting much ult charge. And so you're not really using your pistols effectively. If you're too close to an enemy, maybe they have a chance to kill you very easily. And while you may be able to hit them very easily at the same time, because they're right in front of your face, you know, you may be in a higher threat range. So you're not using your position effectively, even though you're using your pulse, uh, pulse pistols effectively. So positioning and pulse pistols sort of tie, or how you're aiming and generally using your gun, it ties hand in hand. Generally, my rule of thumb is I want to be at a distance to where I can one clip them, but I am at, as safe as I can be and like as resistant to damage as I can be. If I say I'm in a situation where uh, I'm being completely ignored, then maybe I can go a bit more aggro and I can go closer to get that easier shot off, in which case you're fine. Because even though you're being a bit more reckless, you trust yourself to be able to get the kill and be safe at the same time. So that's generally how you want to use it effectively. So just to summarize that again, aim as effective as you can while and be as close as you can while keeping yourself at a safe range to where the enemy can't really, you know, hit you with a cheese, I suppose. All right. Let's move into Trace's abilities. Let's start with Blink. What can you tell us about Blink? Blink is a 7 meter, as it says, Blink. Basically, by default, bound to left shift and right click and hitting this ability while generally not pressing any movement keys will blink you forward, or I should say, move you forward 7 meters. Uh, it has three charges. The way it works is that also, uh, while you don't move and you hit the Blink, uh, it may move you 7 meters, it actually moves you farther from what I know if you're holding down a movement key. So say you're holding down W while hitting the blink, it'll move you a bit farther uh, as far as I know. And basically, like I said before, it has 3 charges. Each charge takes 3 seconds to replenish. It's a really very strong ability. It's really undermined, in my opinion. Alright, so can you tell us how to use blink effectively? Basically, uh, I'm just going to explain basically what most people mess up with when they comes down to Blink, and then I'll move into how to use it effectively. So generally, the number one mistake I see what people do with Blink is they blow all of it at the start. So say they're engaging with a soldier, and they're really afraid that they're going to get one shot by his rocket, followed by just even one bullet. They blow all of the Blink at the start. They're going to Blink left, right, left in the span of a millisecond and i don't really understand why people do this um generally it's like people who don't play tracer too much and i can understand that but even i see some higher tracer players who while they don't 24 7 play this hero they still play it quite a mountain they always make the mistake you don't want to do this you don't want to always blow your your um you don't want to blow all your blinks at the start of a fight the way it works is you need to span out your blinks a fight to where you always have a blink available so that say that soldier is about to rocket you and you can predict it you didn't already blow all your blinks to where he, you have no moving ability now and he can shoot you with it you want to you want to span out your blinks so that you always have at least one blink available to use and then that way if you know and you you're gonna about to predict correctly when he's about to rocket you when that McCree is about to flashbang you you can correctly dodge it Generally, how you want to use Blink effectively. Some other ways you can use it are almost generally always have one Blink available. There are situations where you can also use Blink uh, as a really quick burst of movement. So say in a fight, 
you re just recalled back and you sort of messed up your recall and you recalled a bit too far away and you have your bomb and you want to be able to engage really fast. Well, you need to close that gap and you see like a big opportunity where they're all clustered together to, uh, and you have a good chance at getting a good pulse bomb. Don't be afraid to blow all your blinks really fast to get close that distance really fast and get that blink in there. Because there's times where it's good or it's bad to blow all your blinks. Like I said, when you're in a fight and you're engaging it to somebody and you need those blinks to predict and dodge something. But there's also times where you need to use it as a, like I said, a quick burst of movement. Get in a scenario where you can get big picks and, you know, that's okay. So just to basically summarize, blink is a really, really good movement ability. It has its flaws in which sometimes take too long to recharge some people say it's a bit it's too short but in my opinion uh it's a good balance um and while it has its flaws it's also a very strong ability at the same time because it can effectively let you dodge any type of ability you want you can juke out so many things and one is and like i said before the number one issue that people make don't blow all your blinks fan them out correctly through a fight and always make sure that when you're using your blink don't be afraid to, at the same time, if you know that you it's for a good purpose, so say, uh, as I used an example before, for a big pick that you can get by spamming it, by boom, wasting all your blinks at, instantly and getting a bomb off for a big pick, don't be afraid to do that as well. It all depends on the scenario, and as you play Tracer more, you'll learn slowly how to get better at these things, and this podcast is generally the purpose of it is, I'm guessing, to just... A general idea how to play Tracer, and for general purpose, you'll know these, and then as you play Tracer more, you'll you'll learn how to correctly uh, make the right choice in the scenario on whether you want to use it all at once or waste spend them out. Okay, then let's go ahead and move on to recall. Can you, what can you tell us about recall? Well, I said before, Blink was a very strong movement ability. In my opinion, recall is the, I think one without a doubt, one of the best abilities in the game. Um, regard, uh, besides ulties, why is because it's it's a reset, as like you can just tell from the ability's description. Any any damage, any mistake you generally made within the past three seconds, say you overextended, say you got in a caught in a bad position, you can just reverse that for whatever it, for the past three seconds. Anything you did wrong. You can reverse it. Regard uh, besides, the, of course, using your ultimate because you can't reverse getting your ultimate back. But besides that, um, any positioning errors you made, you can all reverse that. Any damage you took, you can reverse it, and I, I think that's why it's so strong. All right, and the, and not only is is such a strong ability, but the cooldown is uh, still reasonably well. Uh, it's around it's twelve around twelve seconds, and uh, most tracers when they use it effectively. It doesn't even feel like it's 12 seconds. Most tracers that know how to use it properly, they'll always progress it to a point where they don't blow it at the start of a fight when it's completely useless. They use it to where it is only needed in time of B, or of when it's needed, I should say. For example, like you look at Recall, and when I say it's such a good ability, it can just as easily be undermined to being such a terrible ability. Uh, the reason for this is because... A lot of chasers, what they do is they instantly use a recall at the start of a fight, same way that they instantly blow all their blinks at the start of a fight. They feel like it is a undermined ability. They feel like it's just a resource that they can blow without any penalty. And that's really not true. Chaser's recall is really important in her kit because it's the one thing that makes her so strong besides her pistols. 
like I said before, that her pistols are strong, that her blink is strong, because it's such a fast-moving ability. All of it needs to be, all her abilities need to be tied together to be strong. And if you don't have one part of it, all of it is shattered. And if you don't have that recall, her entire kit is undermined because she can't reset any mistakes she makes. So I'll just say an example. Um, Atris is, like I said before, fighting a soldier. And she instantly, after blowing, say, like a blink, she recalls after taking, say, like 20 damage. And that doesn't really make sense, does it? Um, and the reason for this is because a lot of traces panic when they use to recall. They they think of recall, uh, as I said before, that a reason is that they can blow without penalty, when in reality, you shouldn't be recalling after, say, 20 damage. You should be saving it for when you drop to critical health, critical health that you can get one shot at. And you may be thinking, oh, what if, the, you know, you're scared that the soldier's going to rock it? Well, that all comes down to you being able to predict when the soldier rocket is coming, and if you can't, Tracy's movement is is all a game of prediction, uh, especially when she's playing this flanking role. And if you can't effectively predict this, uh, use this game of prediction and knowing when to uh, use your abilities effectively and knowing when to save them, you're not going to do well on Tracy. Sadly, uh, that's all it comes down to. Because if you blow that recall instantly after 20 damage, and the soldier still hasn't used this rocket. Well, you just put yourself in a position where you're back to 150 HP, and you may still be fighting him at full health now. Well, he still has that rocket, and it's a lot harder to juke Soldier's rocket than it is to take the rocket, and then reset the damage back to full health, and then fight him now that he has no rocket, you know? So, that's sort of how I think of it. Um, so, that's the number one mistake people make. Now, how do I use it effectively? Well, to use Tracer Recall effectively, the way it works is don't blow it at the start of a fight. You need to gain this confidence where you're not afraid of anything. You need to be thinking of not, oh, I'm 20 HP down, I'm 130 HP, the soldier's going to rock at me now, I'm going to recall instantly and get back to that extra 20 HP. No, you should be thinking, alright, I'm outplay this guy, and then when I know for a fact that he's going to use his rocket, or I know when I'm going to hit that, maybe that really critical health, maybe I hit that 10 HP, that's when I'm going to blow my recall. You need to be confident in yourself to where you're not panicking and constantly blowing this recall ability, that you're holding it and using it at effective time to where, say, the soldier ulties you even. Like, I I've seen soldiers solo ulti a tracer. I mean, it's not pretty, but they're going to do it because they're afraid of you. And if you're just as afraid of them and you blow that recall early and he then ulties, you're dead. If you're in a really open space and you can't rec and blink behind a wall, you're guaranteed dead. And you know that's where you that's when you want to save your recall and have that recall ability to get out of that situation. You know, and so just to like basically explain it, just gain confidence. That's all it is. To that's how you reuse recall effectively. Be confident in yourself to where you know you're gonna f win a fight as long as you have this ability and don't blow it too early. That's that's how basically how I think of it. And while a lot of people think it's, and while I think it's very easy, a lot of people may say it's harder than it looks well in that scenario i would just say practice say going into a quick play match and just practice yourself fight taking these fights in that quick play fight in that quick play match and while not may not be as good as ranked just practice not even using recall it doesn't matter like purely practice taking a fight and not using your recall and basically taking your hand off that e button until you hit a critical threshold of health 
and then using it. And then once you get into this habit of no and using it at this low HP health, um, you'll get better at using it in real fights and you won't bust early. And then when it comes down to it, you may say, wait, isn't that a bad habit? Because there's times when you want to blow it early, maybe to... Uh, there's some situations where it's actually good to blow it early. If something is coming very, like, something really dangerous is happening to you. Well, like I said before, this is just to build a general sense of how to use the ability. And then once you get into this habit of gaining this confidence and not blowing it too early, then from there you'll learn these scenarios. If mistakes happen where you didn't blow it too early, where you need to blow it early, you'll learn from these mistakes and you'll slowly build on top of this, uh, on top of this confidence on when it's a good scenario to use it early and when it's not. Um, that was a bit confusing there, um, but generally just to summarize, gain confidence in your recall ability. Uh, to practice it, just go into a quick play match. Don't use recall until critical health. Um, and slowly as you play or more, you'll get to the point where you know when it's good to blow the recall early if there's a threat, and you know when it's bad to blow the recall early, and you'll you'll build up from there. Yeah, or at the very least, like if if you if you're not 100 percent on the confidence thing, at least try not to panic. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, try try not to panic, and uh, you know that it could save your life. <laughs> Making sure that you don't panic and hit your recall too early, like yeah. like he was saying. Just stay calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's not over till you're dead, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's move on to her ultimate, which is Pulse Bomb. And this this can be a very, very powerful ultimate. But I'll, I'll let you, uh, you you take this one, uh, Darian. All right, start from the Um Jesus Pulse Bomb, uh, as I said before, while Recall was one of the strongest abilities, in my opinion, that is an ultimate, I, I think... Without a doubt, her Pulse Bomb can easily be rated as one of the best ultimates in the game. Uh, it's really hard to nominate who's one is the best ultimate, because each one is good for different aspects. Like, Mercy is one of the best utility ultimates, because it can completely reset a fight. Like, how Chase's, re uh, how Chase's Recall can completely reset herself. But in when it comes to damage aspects, and, charge at, and how fast it can charge, without a doubt, Chase's Pulse Bomb comes out on top, because... Um, it's so easy to get. Um, it has a 400 AOE damage. Uh, it's what allows for these five-man tracer pulse bombs when it comes with gravitons, or even when the tracers, or sorry, when the enemy teams just so grouped up. Um, it also has five impact damage. That's something a lot of people don't know. Um, it has a three-meter radius, so it's very hard to get these very uh, clumped-up kills. These Big group of kills, these triples, these doubles, these even four man, five mans with their pulse bomb. And so that's when the skill aspect comes uh, into it. Because you need to know which target is the best to hit in the situation. And you need to know, oh, uh, which target should I aim for if I want to get multiple kills, etc. Um, it has a one second fuse time, so it gives you some time to bail out of the fight when you hit that pulse bomb. So you're not instantly dead when it comes out of your hand, you know. It gives you time to recall, or whether it is blink out, whatever. Some tips on using Pulse Bomb. Um, when to use it is sort of difficult to say. Uh, Tracer's Pulse Bomb is very unique in the sense that there's not a set time when it's good. A lot of Tracers save it, use it to initiate fights by bombing tanks and getting the pick. That's how the hybrid build builds into it. And that's how the, what what do I call it? The 
hybrid flanker front line built into it because you focus these tanks to get these really early pulse bomb charges and then you can instantly initiate a fight by just simply throwing it out there and getting and using instantly so that's one way to use it but there's billions of other ways to use it for example you could use it for backliners you could try to stick that mercy when she's flying into her team so you're shooting a mercy she's trying to escape you so she flies she's trying to fly away oh you stick her right she goes into her team and she get like three kills because she's going to instantly go to whatever it is, whatever uh, ally she goes to. Some other ways to use it are you use it for high priority targets. So a soldier just visored and he got nano boosted. Well, you flank behind him really quick or even from the front. You use your two blinks, you get a bomb on him, he's instantly dead. Because as I said, it's 400 damage. Even a damage reduction 200 full HP uh, soldier is going to instantly die to that bomb. That's how strong it is. So um, there's a lot of scenarios when you can use it. And as you play player more, you're gonna you're gonna get a general sense of how you like to play it, your play style of how you want to use it, and basically basically when you think it's good. Uh, but to build off that, you should probably have a general starting point of how you want to use it. Uh, personally, I'll give you my opinion. In my opinion, I think the best way for chase pulse bomb is using it on tanks, using it to initiate a fight. Get a pick right off the bat, or even just not even. Maybe you don't even get the pick. You just get their tank that's soaking all the damage for them, to just blowing them up in as low HP as it can be. Because then from there, your team can do the rest of the damage. Um. So that's personally my way, favorite way to use it because while not only does it guarantee a pick, it also opens up your team to push in for more opportunities and more picks, and it's basically a snowball effect. And uh, it's not only because of these two things that it just basically opens up a fight. It's because it's so easy to charge it off tanks and to use it on tanks. Because while you're trying to maybe use it to hit a mercy in the back to get this amazing play where it gets multiple kills, it's really hard to do that. The hitbox of a mercy compared to a hitbox of a Reinhardt are really different. And it really stacks up because when you're first starting out Tracer, you're always thinking to yourself, "Oh, I'm gonna, I see these big plays on these streams of these of this uh, oh this 15, 16 year old guy named Sinatra getting four kills with this pulse bomb, uh, and it's all skill. Oh, man, I can do that too." And then they they go into a quick competitive match, um, and they try doing this, and they miss every pulse bomb, and they're completely useless. You don't want to do that uh, when you're starting out on tracer. I always recommend this not only for starting out or just generally playing. Just use it on tanks. Spam it onto the tanks. It's your best target. It's your fastest charging target, especially when you're just spamming them from the side. You can get it really fast. And that's basically how you want to use it. Um, when not to use, I, I sort of just said this now, but uh, actually, I sort of didn't say it. Uh, I said who you don't want to use it on uh, when you're first starting out and, and you don't, and you can't really not guaranteed hit those pulse ones every time. When you don't want to use it, um, Good example of this is I sort of even make this mistake a lot. Um, say a fight's ending, you've gotten like four picks, and it's two v like five. Well, you put use your pulse bomb when it's already like pretty much a guaranteed fight, and then you go into the next fight where it's a full six v six, and you don't have your pulse bomb now. What are you gonna do? Well, you have to build it up, and then you know you go from there and. Well, maybe you lose a fight because now you don't have all that big pick ability. Um, so, 
don't blow your your ultimates at the end of the fight. If you've if your team's already blown like three ultimates in a fight and you've gone so many picks out and it's already a guaranteed win, don't don't waste your bullet spawn. That's without a doubt. I think the mistake everyone makes, even higher tier tracer players, and it, it can really cost you. It can really cost you in a fight. Not only that, but another way that you don't want to use it is don't use it in, with accordance to other ultimates in a graviton. So say you got how do I say it? So say you got four picks, or, or so you say you just threw a graviton down, and you already got like five people in it. Well, you have two ultimates to use with it. You have a Hans ultimate, and you have a Tracer ultimate. And if the Hans Lord uses ulti, and then at the same time you go in and use your pulse bomb too, well, you just wasted two ultimates on a graviton that either one would have gotten the five man, five man kill, whatever number of kills that was in there. So, and that's just one way of wasting your ultimate. Don't do that. Try to coordinate your ultimates, and so you don't waste them. Alright, so, generally, that while well, that's one way, or that's the second way that you don't want to use it, you don't want to uh, waste it with another, in accordance with another ulti on, say, a Graviton. One, another one that comes to mind, in my personal opinion, is, don't, eh, this one is sort of a weird one, don't blow it on non-priority targets. You may be thinking, oh, wait, isn't that a pick regardless? You just want to aim for picks with a pulse bomb? Well, that's true, and it's sometimes good to aim for a pick with ultimate. So say uh, there's no one else you can get, but you still need a pick to initiate a fight. Um, well, well, you know, that's okay. That's a scenario where it's okay to do it. But there's also times where you have... A option between three different targets of trying to get this pulse bomb. You have an option between, say, a uh, nano boosted soldier or a Lucio that is complete. That's literally just being a Lucio bot and not doing anything in the fight. And uh, I mean, he's sort of healing his team and stuff. But the the soldier that's nano boosted in a really high threat right now, uh, who are you going to aim for? And a lot of soldiers and a lot of tracers just aim for the first target that they see. And while that's good, like I said before, at initiating fights, it's not a good thing in the middle of a fight. There's times where it's you need to, where it's you actually need to aim for this high priority target because it could win you the fight. And if no one else is going for that Nandibus' soldier and no one else is going to kill him, and you're the last resort, you're the last hope to winning the fight by killing this guy, well, then you need to be aiming for him, not the Lucio. And so uh, that's a bit confusing, but. When it comes down to not using the bomb as an initiator, like using it on a tank, make sure you're using it on a the best possible target in a fight. Don't use it on a useless target that isn't contributing too much or as much to a fight as a target that is completely wrecking your team and carrying the game, for example. You need to be thinking of your pulse bomb uh, like this, because like I said, it's a guaranteed pick on any hero that doesn't have at least 600 HP. Or, uh, yeah, that, so Roadhog is, like, one of the only few in the game that can tank your Pulse Bomb and live. So, just, again, always remember that your Pulse Bomb is a very strong ability, so use it in accordingly to which target is the best party, or best fit. Besides these three, it's not much to say. There's some really, like, complex ones that you'll sort of figure out on your own. If I say it now... I, I sort of can't really think of them now. I have some ideas, but I probably won't be able to explain it too well. It, it, as you play Tracer more, generally, like I said before, on all the other things, as you play Tracer more, 
you'll get a better sense of how you want to play it and how you want to use your abilities. And Pulse Bomb is one of them. You'll learn who you want to use it on, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Well, let's just move on to her strengths and weaknesses. Can you go ahead and uh, rattle off a few of her strengths for us? Her strengths. One of the, the best flanker in the game, in my opinion. Uh, the most evasive character in the game. The best flanker when it comes to damage-wise. And or, or, damage-wise, without and with her ultimate, in my opinion. All around, I think, one of the hardest carries in the game. Just because of her kit and how it's made. Why it's so strong, those things, like I said. Uh, for example, why she's the most evasive. Well, like I've said in the past few things, um, her her kit just makes her so strong. Her abilities are basically... The, when the devs made Tracer, they completely had in mind of making this character that would be hard to kill and is very rewarding for the player that's playing it because of how, of how they play it. So her recall completely resets, completely resets any mistake you made. Uh, her abilities... Blink, both, and recall. You can dodge any ability in the game. You can dodge a Junkrat tire. You can avoid a Soldier Rocket, a Flashbang, a Genji Dash. You can avoid any single DPS, anything in this game, using her. And that's why she's so evasive. Because she's so hard to kill because her of her the natural nature of her abilities. Not only that, but her, her hitbox is also incredibly small. Uh, that's another upside. If you made a Roadhog... With Trace's abilities, I, I wouldn't imagine it would be as strong. Uh, definitely wouldn't. But so the, her hitbox even adds on to um, why it makes her so evasive. Not only that, but some of her other strengths that some reasons why it is so. Uh, her damage, like I said, her ultimate is a 400 damage ability that can one shot any character that doesn't have at least 600 HP. Uh, anything below 500, you can just do some one clip, or just hit him with one clip, even like 20 bullets, and then you throw the bomb, they're instantly dead. And it just makes her, her damage less good. And while you may be thinking, oh, it's ultimate, uh, it takes some time to recharge, well, not for Tracer. Uh, you, ha you literally hit four clips on a tank, and no, there you go, you have your ultimate instantly. And it's, it's sort of dumb. Uh, at times, her recharge rate, uh, I'm I think they nerfed it at one point. I don't. I don't actually. I don't think so. I think it's actually been like that since the start of the game. Um, mainly because the devs and some people in mind keep it, think it's balanced. Some think it's really broken. Uh, I'm one of them, even though I play the character. Um, but in general, just her her ability to put out damage is just insanely good. Oh, and not to add on, even to add on top, her pulse pistols. Like I said. They can one-shot any hero that's 200 HP. Even They can even one-shot 400 HP tanks if you hit headshots the whole entire time. So say it's already standing still when just shooting, or if you can easily track her very well, you can basically one-shot a tank just by aiming at their head. It's it's actually really stupid. Uh, and then the other strength that it was... What was, it, what was it that I mentioned? Her damage? Oh, um, she's one of the best flankers in the game. Um... What the first reason is because, like I said before, she's really evasive, meaning she can, uh, she can when she's like being focused in the back line when she's trying to kill people, she can make it out safely. But the other reason is because her blink lets her naturally flank really easily because she has such 
fast mobility that she can recharge at a reasonable amount of time that she can move around the map really fast and she can basically just get behind the enemy team really fast even you look at the even when it start immediately fights so say on your you're on Nepal village and you're pushing the top right and you're both pushing out the door well the tracer can go behind them if the tracer has a Lucio on your team and they get out first the tracer can flank behind the enemy team like even at the start of the fight and basically just spam behind them the entire fight and just get so much damage off and uh, it's it's all because of her mobility that makes her be such an or uh, such an effective flanker. Um, if it wasn't for her mobility, uh, without a doubt, I think she wouldn't be much of a flanker. But she'd basically be sort of a up close front line behind the tank type of uh, DPS. Um, she'd be sort of a niche hero, but this 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 mobility just lets her be really fast and be so strong. Um, Besides that, those are just generally her main strength and why she's so good, and those are the reasons why they are what they are. Okay, well, let's flip it over. What would you say her weaknesses are? Weaknesses, um, these are sort of hard to say. It weaknesses on Tracer are all down to the player. As I said before, Tracer is so strong because she can evade anything, and how can you punish and be? And have a weakness on a character that basically couldn't die in any... She effectively... If you play Tracer, right? You you have no chance of dying. If there was a perfect player and they played Tracer, they would win every single game. Because they wouldn't ever die and they would guaranteed get picks every time. So, but sadly, that's not a thing. None of us are perfect players. Even the best Tracer, player Tracers in the world aren't perfect players. And so it comes down to weaknesses, as I said, are player player based in my opinion. Whether it's you blowing her not using her positioning effectively, not positioning effectively, whether it's you using her abilities too early, whether it's you missing your abilities, um, whether it's you focusing the wrong target, whether it's you just generally playing bad, that's all it comes down to. And so weaknesses, it all comes down to the player. It all comes down to you playing her more and you understanding what your weaknesses are. And then from there, when you understand what your weaknesses are, you build on top of them and you fix them slowly and surely. Um, when I first started playing Tracer, my one of my biggest mistakes or weaknesses was I would always go a bit too far in and I would position badly and I wouldn't have abilities to use. Uh, this is a really common mistake. You just put yourself in a bad position and you can't get out of it and then you die. Or say you, you're trying to 1v4 with Tracer, which I, I guess actually this is sort of a weakness. Um, she's, well, she's one of the best, like, uh, 1v1ers in the game, and she can effectively win against any single class, uh, any single character. Um, she's not very good at, kill, at beating multiple T people in the fight. She can't 1v4. Uh, she can do what Doomfist does in where... He can snowball off his shields and getting one pick with his rocket punch, following up with the second pick, which with his um, uppercut into his E, um, and then just repeating and cycling through his abilities. Tracer can't do that. She doesn't have a snowballing shield like Doomfist. Her abilities, while they do damage, they're single target. So I guess this is may. I think this is probably her only weakness. And I think about it, yeah, it's probably her only weakness. She can't pull off these big plays without her pulse bomb. Sadly. She can only take one or two people on at most. Um, but besides that, like I said before, 
it all comes down to the player. Just find out what, whatever weaknesses you have, whatever mistakes you're making, you just need to fix them yourself. And you just you just notice it and then fix it. Well, what about uh? Well, she has a she's one of the heroes that has a lower health pool, so I would imagine that means she's also pretty weak too. If if somebody can put out high burst damage, I guess you could call that a weakness. But the thing is that, like I said, she's really evasive. She can evade most abilities that are gonna burst her. Whether if it's a soldier rocket that's one hundred thirty damage, um, she can evade that if it if it all comes down to the player. I guess in a sense you're sort of right. Since there's no perfect player and you can't always dodge those, you have these lower health pills, health pills. But I sort of said this earlier. Uh, the mistake I made was I went too far in and too deep in scenarios where I couldn't evade these abilities. I couldn't evade this rocket because I was surrounded by walls and I couldn't really dodge it effectively. You know, so I, like uh, that sort of builds into the player mistake of it. If you position yourself correctly at all times, it shouldn't be a scenario where you always die to this, uh, to abilities like that. It all comes down to playing around your cooldowns. I guess for the purpose of for the purpose of uh, us not being perfect, yeah, that is generally a weakness. Uh, she can get one shot by Nandu's Genji Blade, meaning she has to play really far back. If that does happen, uh, she can't fight him at all. You can't fight these high damage burst abilities that are going to one shot you when you get too close. I suppose so. Yeah, that is a weakness in a sense. I guess uh, I suppose another way uh, another weakness is. Her bullet has a really small clip, but a counterpoint to that is it's really high damage burst, so you can't really argue that. It's a trade-off. It's a trade-off, yeah, pretty much. But besides yeah. those two, uh, everything else basically just builds into player mistakes. Well, I'm going to throw another one at you. What about uh, something kind of like crowd control, or uh, if somebody is able to take her abilities away like Sombra, or somebody can make her stop like McCree or May? Like I said before, a good tracer isn't going to be very often hacked by a Sombra because you can, one, you could shoot the Sombra to stop it, or you could recall away if you do it in time. Actually, from what I know, Sombra recall, it's sort of, I've seen clips of it uh, hacking you, even as you're recalling, so you can, uh, so it's sort of, I think it's a bug, I'm not too sure, but... Um, Sounds like one. It sounds like one, because I've seen it happen multiple times where you're mid-recall and then you'll get hacked. I think that's sort of a ping side issue, server side, because on their screen, while you're still in front of them, you're recalling on your screen, sort of. So I think it's sort of a server side issue, but I don't really, like I said, uh, I don't think of those personally as as weaknesses. That's all still technically player-based, because you can dodge that Doomfist, um, you can dodge that Doomfist rocket. You have all the utility to be able to dodge that Rocket, you have the you have the ability to uh, get stop that Sombra hack to evade it. You have all these abilities to stop all these things. So it all comes down to you putting yourself in a position where you have these tools available to evade them. If you don't have, if you use all these abilities too fast and you don't have these tools available to dodge them, then you're just you're either in a bad position or you're just there's too many things you have to deal with. In which case, maybe Tracer isn't the right pick if you're constantly having like four people. Um, all focusing down. So, so if you have a Sombra and a McCree and a Doomfist all focusing down and you can't deal with all of them, well, then maybe Tracer isn't the right pick in that scenario. That's sort of how I think of it. I don't think those as a weakness because, like I said, you have all the tools in your ability. Uh, you have all the tools in your kit to not let those things affect you. 
Alright, let's move into common mistakes. But to be honest, you've actually already covered a lot of common mistakes in the abilities already, which is which is fine. But I do have one common mistake that I see and that might be kind of important uh that you know we could bring up here. And that's tracers dying to Symmetra, which doesn't seem like something that should really be happening, but just you'll see tracers dying to Symmetra. Why do you think that happens? Um well, there's really a common misconception again around sort of lower ranks of Overwatch, sort of like Diamond Below, I'd say, that Symmetra counters Tracer. This isn't true. Tracer counters Symmetra, it's the exact opposite. When you see a Symmetra on the enemy team that has a teleporter, or generally just when you see a Symmetra on the enemy team, you want to pick Tracer, because you can one-shot her teleporter or her children, and you can instantly, you know... Get rid of that. Whereas, say, you're picking something like a different flaker like Genji. Well, that's not really good at killing, you know, the teleporter, the shield gen. And it's also not very good versus matcha, right? Um, so, there's really this common misconception. Uh, just to re-emphasize that, you know, she's countered by Smetra. I guess the main reason for this is because while you say you're playing... Um, say you're playing McCree. And either as an enemy tracer on the team, well, it's really hard to hit the enemy tracer, right? But if you have something like Symmetra, you know, oh, you don't have to aim, you know, you just have to point in the general direction and hit left click. And, you know, alright, so that's probably a counter, because you don't have to aim, you can easily kill the tracer. No, that's not really how it works. The reason for this is because tracer can easily, and when I say easily, I mean easily, evade a Symmetra. Uh, it's not hard. You just hit back blink. The tra- if this is a metro shooting you from one direction, you just blink to the other direction, and then oh look, they can't hit me anymore, and then you just gun them down. That's that's really all it comes down to. I'm guessing another reason is because of Symmetra's turrets. They're very good at stopping a tracer, but even then, it's not very hard. Uh, tracer has very fast, what is it? Uh, bullet fire rate, so. She can shoot like 20 bullets in a second, so she can effectively get to get rid of like all as much of turrets instantly if she shoots, uh, if she aims at all of them uh, fast enough. And it really just makes it really easy to deal with those turrets. And I guess what a lot of lower tier tracers is, they struggle with reacting fast enough to the turrets and getting rid of them. And I guess that's sort of a counter, but uh, just to sort of like. Uh, just to make it a bit simpler to understand. When you're finding a Symmetra, um, what I recommend is if there's a Symmetra in a room, a small room, where it's really cramped and she has a bunch of turrets spread out all over the room, you don't really need to push her. If The general reason for pushing the Symmetra in that room is, oh, she has a teleporter or a, or a uh, shield gen in there, well, you can't really get rid of it without your bomb in the first place because it can be sort of hard to shoot. There's a little bunch of turrets around. At that point, if you have your bomb and you just need to get rid of it, and there's a room, well, you don't really need to care about the turrets. You just blink in, throw the bomb, and you recall out. Oh, and look, the smash is completely useless. You don't need to push the room anymore because what's the point? You can just run away and shoot someone else because the smash is as useless as long as she's in a room where there's no point of pushing her. Uh, if the smash is holding a point, for example. Say you're on Koth and the Symmetra there, well, 
even then, most cost maps, they're not small, so you can easily get rid of Symmetra turrets. And, you know, Symmetra should just generally... Symmetra isn't an issue for Tracer. She can evade Symmetra, uh, Symmetra's beam. She can evade her turrets and get rid of them really fast. And if it comes down to it that you're struggling with killing Symmetra, well, the only reason you should generally be picking Tracer into Symmetra is to counter her, for example. Or if just Tracer's good in the scenario, well, even then, you have your bomb, and if you're struggling to get rid of the teleporter, you just have to blink and bomb it, and then you just get out, you just recall, and you're, you're fine. You don't need to worry about anything else, and, you know, um, so that's not really, it's not a counter. Tracer counters Metro, uh, just think of it that way. Um, I, I'd also say that a common misconception is that Monkey, Winston, counters Tracer. This isn't true either. While Winston can be good at pushing the Tracer away, because his beam is a bit farther than Smashers from what I know. I think maybe because the side of his body is a bit bigger. I don't remember exactly, but while he can be good at pushing the Tracer away because of uh, his bubble, and her not being able to hit him without getting inside, or her not being able to do damage without getting inside the bubble if the enemy team's in there, and then the Winston can push her away. Uh, if it ever comes down to a 1v1 between a Winston and a Tracer, there's literally, unless it's like in a small room where the Tracer can't blink around too much, because uh, there's a bunch of walls blocking her, I'd say, a Winston should never beat a, beat a Tracer in a 1v1. Because Tracer can always, like I said, same thing as Symmetra, avoid the Winston beam and be fine. So these are some common misconceptions. So remember, Tracer counters Winston, and Tracer also counters Symmetra. Don't ever think of it the opposite. Okay. Um... Uh... So, any final thoughts on Tracer? Tracer's, without a doubt, my favorite hero in the game. Um, and I also think she's one of the best heroes in the game, especially in past three season metas. Um, she's a good flanker. She deals high burst damage. She has an amazing ultimate. She has amazing abilities that lets her be evasive. Uh, and in the right hands, she can be unstoppable. She can solo carry games, and she could effectively be 1v6ing, or no, I shouldn't say 1v6ing. She can be having a, a huge impact on games. Extremely huge impacts that leads to her caring and winning the game. Um, and so that's pretty much it. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on and talking Tracer and hopefully everybody was listening, uh, you know, they'll have a better understanding of how they can use Tracer effectively. If you have any questions about anything that was talked about on this show, you can uh, reach us at contact at prepared to attack.com. If you shoot us an email, if we can't get it into the Q and a episode, we will definitely tr at least try to get back to you. Uh, with some with some answers for what you for the questions that you had. Now, uh, Darigan, you are a coach at Wawa's Boot Camp. Can you tell the people about Wawa's Boot Camp? Like, what is it? Uh, Wawa's Boot Camp is a community run uh, Discord, generally boot camp, uh, by some pretty pretty great, amazing people. Uh, Wawa's is one of them. He's the owner. He's their general leader. Um, and followed up by some great admins, moderators on the Discord. And you can generally just join. You join the Discord. Anyone's invited to join. Uh, we're willing to help everybody. You just sign up. Um, you just basically just join a bot. Join this chat. You say what you want to learn. And what you're good at. 
and then from there it'll just sign you up with some coaches from there just get free some coaching you know improve your sr learn how to play the game um and just in general it's it's a good community and even if, if you're not coming for the coaching we just we're all friendly there we're at friends uh we play some other games as well we hold community events you know it's just a good community all right, awesome. And uh, while I was boot camp, I know a lot of the coaches use Mayhem.gg. Mayhem.gg is a platform that allows you to take VODs from multiple sources, including YouTube, and the coach can then take that VOD and they can fast, they can you know go anywhere in it, they can fast forward, they can slow it down, they can also draw on the screen, but most importantly, they can do this live with the person that they're coaching. So it's not just somebody sends a VOD review and the coach goes over it, the coach can actually go over the VOD review live with the person they're coaching and they can save that VOD for other people to watch later. So it's pretty awesome. All right. Do you have any, any social media that you want to give out? Um, this is my Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Dirigin. That's it. All right, great. And uh, you can find me over at Mash Those Buttons, uh, where we do podcasts for various uh, games, one being Overwatch. Uh, I am the host of Watchpoint, well, one of the hosts of Watchpoint Radio, uh, Mash Those Buttons, and we release uh, new episodes every Wednesday, and we record every Tuesday. We live stream to record, uh, we live stream the recording every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. So feel free to join us there. But other than that, you can still find us on, you know, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, SoundCloud, and we have an RSS feed if you want to uh, check out the podcast there. Uh, you can also reach us at twi- um, sorry, twitter.com slash watchpoint radio. And you can find me at twitter.com slash underscore jaw underscore says so underscore j a a underscore uh, also like i said we were on itunes and if you give us an itunes rating and a review uh just in the review put the name of the character that you want to hear about in our next batch of episodes and the character that gets the most vote will be will definitely be in the next batch of episodes Hopefully, <laughs> we're going to try our best to get them in there because uh, with some of the changes that go on in Overwatch, it's a little difficult, but we're going to do our best. Additionally, I'd like to thank Good Luck Have Fun for allowing us to use Sounds Like Overwatch as a theme for the show. I highly suggest you go over to Good Luck Have Fun's YouTube page and check out more of the music there. It's all uh, game-based, and it's basically... it's it's. Uh, the sounds are taken from games themselves so it's actually pretty awesome so thanks again to good luck have fun for allowing us to use that and with that we're going to wrap up this episode once again Darigan thank you very much for coming and talking about Tracer and we will catch you guys soon 